Hi, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and entertaining. (laughs) Um, I'm coming to you guys with nothing on my plate, nothing on paper, nothing on my mind. (laughs) I wanted to come to you guys because I'm already late and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for this episode. And as I scoured topics, um, I looked on the internet, I was going to do um, a thing about the coronavirus and the herpes virus, how if or if they're related, couldn't find anything on that. Um, tried to come up with some type of um, new treatment studies, maybe they were out. I did find some articles on some new treatments, honestly, um, I didn't understand them well enough to um, talk about an episode, so I'm going to have to do some more research on that. But other than that, I didn't have anything to talk about this episode, so I guess I'm going to come to you with a story time and update. Um, I do plan, and and I do have a book, um, I, I don't know if you guys are aware of Dr. Sabi's work. Um, he was a natural herbalist um, who believed that there were natural cures for every um, virus known to man, every disease known to man. And um, he died and his his um, death is controversial. It is believed that he was killed um, because he was, in fact, curing people. And actually, I believe that Nick, um, what's his name, Nick Cannon is coming out with a documentary about Dr. Sabi's life's life and the work that he did. And they're even telling Nick, like, watch your back because they're coming for you next. Um, but he was a natural herbalist. And I do have a book, not his book, but a book about him and um, the work that he did and the regimens that he um um, basically told people to cure their ailments. Um, I have gone on Dr. Sabi's website, his products. I, I want to, I, I hate to say it like this, but because he's no longer with me, I kind of question the, um, the content or the authenticity of the products that they sell. I feel like because he was the person and not to discredit, and it is kind of discrediting it, but because he was the person that came up with these herbs and these remedies, I felt like, I feel like he would have been the person to make sure that um, everything was authentic, that nothing was being diluted, that nothing was being um, changed out of the formulas um, for profit. So now that he's no longer there, I don't know who's running his camp. I believe it is his family, like his children and things like that. And I'm not discrediting them. This is not to defame them or discredit them. I personally just want to do it myself. I don't want to purchase anything from their website because I just have questions. Um, And unless I spoke with them or, you know, I knew somebody who actually used the products and said, okay, yeah, this worked for me. And there are plenty of YouTube videos. I I think I saw one or two that talked about, um, his products and they said, oh, they work. 
but unless I knew someone personally, I don't want to it because his his products are not cheap. I'm saying that to say this: his products are not cheap. So basically, I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> Let's just say what it is. I don't want to spend that much money without knowing that it works. So what I prefer to do is just to read what he taught and follow the plans by using um, what he taught, like the type of way to eat and what to drink and what to stay away from. So that's what I'm doing now. I picked up the book um, today and I plan to read it. I plan to go grocery shopping and I'm going to chronicle that um, to let you guys know how that goes. That'll be for future episodes. But for this episode, I'm just going to do a story time. And it's really not much to, to talk about. My life right now has been just like everyone else has been very boring. <laughs> um, I am quarantining. This is my second month of quarantining. Um, I mean, it really has been a little over two months now, two months and a couple of days. Um, I've been quarantining since the second week of March, the Tuesday of the second week of March. Um, and my job is not reopening. Our state is still not open. Um, they're opening slowly. Like they have, um, um, relaxed some of the restrictions. Um, so uh, but the state is not completely open. Um, and um, my job has sent out an email last week and said, you know, hey, you guys are being productive. You're doing well. Um, there's no rush for us to come back into the office, which I completely am so grateful for. Um, so they said, you know, you guys stay home. This is the best place for you to be safe. Stay home. And we'll see about reopening in June. So I have another month um, without having to go anywhere except for the grocery store. Um, but I do, and I've been home by myself. I mean, literally by myself. I don't live with anyone. I don't have any family in the state I live in. Um, I do have, you know, a, a cousin or two here, but my family, we're not close. So we've, since I've lived here, I've only went out to dinner with one family member and that was it, which is sad, but that's another story. (laughs) Um, but other than that, because I have, I'm not in a relationship anymore. Um, or was I ever, (laughs) we'll get to that. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I've been in the house by myself. I've been FaceTiming. I've you know, called friends and, you know, FaceTime my family, um, like my mom and my sisters. Um, and I say sisters because I have a God sister. Um, and yeah, so I've been in the house and, but next week, or actually the end of this week, I plan to go, um, to South Carolina because in South Carolina, that's where my mom lives and their, their restrictions, they're, they're back open for the most part. Not that I'm going to go there and we're going to be hanging out and partying and all that. I still plan to stay in the house, but I'm going to go home and visit my mom because I didn't even go home for Mother's Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here. I got a secret to share with you. 
It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.Jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H. I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. day um but anyway so my story time is going to be about just basically what was going on with me relationship wise um I think the last time I gave you guys an update was to say that the guy that I was dating for the basically the last year or almost a year um we are not together um we've ended things um But it's kind of questionable if anything ever really started. I felt like I was in a relationship. We talked about being in a relationship, but I don't think he was really. I think when everything started to kind of shift, when we said we were, you know, together, um, that, you know, we were going to be together and together for him, I guess, meant, you know, going out and you know, having sex, of course, and, um, you know, being together, being in each other's company and stuff like that. But I wanted more from him. I wanted to know if we were in a relationship. And when I questioned that, um, that's when everything started to go south. Um, fast forward, and, and I've already talked all about that, but fast forward to, um, the recent, months, like within the last month, especially after we started quarantining, um, he doesn't know what he wants. He wants me in his life, but he's scared of commitment. And and part of that comes from, um, his failed marriage. He feels really responsible. He has a daughter with his ex-wife and I think in the back of his mind, what he would he won't admit it to me, but I, I feel in the back of his mind, he wishes that his um, family, his marriage worked. 
He's, he can tell me all day long that, you know, he doesn't care for his ex-wife anymore. You know, they just co-parent and, you know, that relationship was over, you know, before it even ended and all of this stuff. And he married for the wrong reasons and all that stuff like that. Not so much that it's the person that he missed. I feel that he is hurt that his marriage, like he took the vow of marriage and family, you know, to heart as we all should. And I feel that he, um, is broken because his marriage fell apart. And I say broken and I can say broken is because after we stopped talking and I finally was like, look, and to myself, I said, me and him are not going to be together. You know, I would have liked it. And even after, you know, things kind of ended with us, I was still hoping he would come back around, you know, realize, oh, I got a good thing with Yahira. I want to make it work. And and I, I see him doing that now, but I've gotten to the part of I'm worth more than you, you know, I'm, I'm worth more than you, um, what was the word I'm trying to say? Then you just now figuring it out. You should have realized what you had. You know, the, 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 the saying is you don't wish your, you don't miss your water till your well runs dry. And I'm dry. <laughs> I'm dry as the Sahara desert. I, there is no more love here. I will always care about him. Um, and I have no ill will towards him. It's not like he dogged me out or anything like that. He, he just wasn't ready for a relationship. Um, but I, at this point, it's like this, like how, um, the song goes when a woman's fed up, there's nothing you could do about it. I was reaching out for him so much. It, it was like, I couldn't give towards the end. I gave everything to show him that I wanted it and he didn't reciprocate. So what happened was I had to collect myself. And say, you know, I I don't need to be begging someone to love me. Um, and once I got that in my head, it's like there's no turning back for me. I'm I'm done. You know, it's like when you're done, you are done. Um, so at this point, we are friends. We talk not on a regular basis, but we, I'll say in the week, we talk at least once a week. Um, he is flirty. Um, he, one conversation, um, I was talking to, I was talking to someone new via Facebook. Facebook is a very easy way for me to meet people. And I met someone on Facebook, not intentionally. It's just someone who you know, filtered into my DMs and, um, we just started having conversation and we realized that we had a lot of stuff in common. Um, and so we, you know, exchanged telephone numbers and something happened and I'll get to that, um, in a few minutes, but something happened. And I thought that, um, this new person, um, was involved. So I was explaining this to my, to my ex guy and, um, and I see, and so he said in response to me explaining this to him, um, well, I didn't give you permission to start talking to someone else. And I was like, what? 
<laughs> like, what do you mean? What do you mean you didn't give me permission? We are not together. Like, that's that's what you wanted. You said you, because the conversation that, that really, like, put the nail in the coffin for us, he said that, um, he said to me, he was talking to me in a conversation, and he said that he felt like, people didn't really see him for who he really was. He said that he always have to put on um, a facade that he's good. Like he always has to wear a smile when he's hurting. He always has to comfort other people when he's hurting. Like nobody asks him if, you know, if there's anything that he needs, but they're always asking him to help him with their needs. And so during the conversation, I'm listening to him. He went on a rant for like 20 minutes. And um, I said, do you feel that way about me also? And he said, yes. And I was a little taken aback. Now, I, I understand that I wanted to know whether or not we were, we were in a relationship. But you have to put into perspective that we were almost a year in. We At this point... We were like at nine to 10 months into a relationship, you know, of seeing each other steadily. So I didn't feel that me asking that question should have caused a a problem. I felt it was warranted at that time. Um, Other than that, I've never asked him for anything. I was so supportive. I tried to inspire him just like I'm on this podcast and I inspire people. I I did that for him as well. Told him, you know, you shouldn't have to, like he had, he has a, a um, job um, where he's a supervisor at, but he always says that he doesn't see it going any further. It feels like he's at the glass ceiling and he's trapped now. And I always spoken to him, like, you can do so much more. You know, you, you're talented. You are just the kindest person. You know, you're personable. People love you. You, you know, you can find something else to do. I, you know, we just need to figure out what it is. So I would try to speak life into him for, for lack of better words. And, you know, encourage him to do better and that he's more than you know, he's not trapped. He he has options. And for him to come back and say that he didn't feel supported by his family and his friends was a slap in my face, right? It was a slap. And for him to include me in that number, it was a slap in my face because I felt like I went above and beyond. And in a lot of time, in a lot of situations, that's how he did me. You know, I, I remember times I would call him and ask, how was his daughter doing? And inquire about his parents, um, inquire about his, his sister, inquire about how his day was going at work, you know, just randomly. I don't remember too many times he did that for me. You know what I'm saying? So I just felt like, wow. And as the conversation progressed, um, he's because he said he felt like he didn't feel support um, or that anyone really and truly understood, you know, who he was 
Um, and that, you know, he's not this happy go lucky person all the time. Sometimes he's sad. Sometimes he needs support and all this and that. Um, he said that he didn't feel that he would ever get married again. And that was the nail in the coffin for me, because if you felt that way, there's nothing that I could say to you that will make you change your mind, nor is it my responsibility I know for me, because of my age, I'm not dating anymore just to date. I'm dating with purpose. I would love to fall in love and get married at this point in time. I've already given up on having children. I don't have any children and I'm in my 40s. So I refuse to give up on being somebody's wife. Um, And that's the choice that I'm okay with. Like, if that's not what you have in mind when you date me, then, you know, we, we shouldn't be dating because that's what I desire. And I have a right to want that for my life. You know, I only have one life to live. So if I want that for my life, and that that doesn't mean I'm going to just go out and seek, you know, to be married. But if I'm entering into something, if I'm with someone and we're not on the same page. I want to be married, but you don't. What's the point? So that was it for me um, as far as us potentially having, you know, something, you know, or that he could potentially come back and we could work it out. That was the end for me. So now um, when he calls and he's flirty, I block everything like, nope, you can't come over. He's asked me even during the quarantine when this is all over, I want to take you out. I want to and he'll say on sporadic, you know, text messages. I want to see you. No, I'm not having anybody at my house. I'm quarantining. That's my response. I'm cold, but nice in a, in a, in the same way, like. I don't want you to think that the door is still open. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand how it is with, and guys, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I I promise I'm not male bashing, but just from my experiences and, and when I say guys, I mean male, but just from my experience and me witnessing my friends who are single go through the same thing. When we end a relationship with someone or if we stop talking to someone, why is it that men feel like they could just come back and the door is wide open for them to walk through? Why do they feel if I answer your phone call, if I return a text from an ex, that that's their opportunity to come back through and have sex or to come back through and everything is the same as when you left? No, if I return a text, if I answer a phone call, it's because I'm over it and I hold no grudges and we can still be cool. You know what I'm saying? And I know that some women, they feel like they can't be cool with their exes. I'm not one of those women, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that I'm open to having anything with you. No, that bridge is burnt. But at the same time, I can wave at you from the other shore and say, how you doing? You see what I'm saying? Like that's, I'm, I'm cool with that. I have nothing against you. Even the ones that have done me wrong. If they came back and were sincerely 
apologetic about how and what they did. I'm okay with us being cool. I have a lot of ex-guy friends. A lot. Not that we be hanging out and we be talking on the phone until, you know, six in the morning. No, that's not the case. But if I see them, we cool. We hug it up. We, we catch up every once in a while. A lot of them I'm Facebook friends still, friends with still. Um, I don't have a problem with it, you know, because I'm not there anymore as far as infatuation, as far as love and all that. So I can still be... At one point in time, we were friends. At one point in time, we had a good time together. At one point in time, we made each other laugh. So I'm able to go back to, you know, us just being friends. <sighs> so that's the, that's the, where I am with my ex. Um, now, what happened with the new guy? Um, <laughs> the new guy, um, just for... Um, anonymity purposes, I'm gonna call him Tim. Okay. Tim um, slid in my DMs and he was nice. He, um, we had, uh, when I say we had a lot in common, a lot in common. Um, it was almost very, it was almost eerie how much we had in common. And if, if it wasn't for the fact that he was saying the stuff, you know, like saying, oh, I'm, I'm into um, film. And I'm saying, oh, I'll go to film school. You know, like that. And then sometimes I would say, um, I'm a night owl. He was like, oh, oh, my God, I'm a night owl too. I work third shift. I stay up all night and I'll sleep all day. You know, stuff like that. You know, if it wasn't for that, you know, during conversation, I wasn't the only one saying these things and he was agreeing to it. I would have been like, yeah, right. We don't, we, and nobody can have that much in common, but just through the course of conversation and us learning about each other, it was a genuine, like, oh, wow, we, we do have a lot in common. So, um, early on, um, like I said, we, we figured out we had a lot in common. Um, we were talking to like four in the morning sometimes, um, just having a good time getting to know each other and, you know, making the comments like we can't wait till this quarantine is over so we can spend time with each other. And we was FaceTiming and calling, but we wanted to spend time with each other and everything was going good. Everything was going good until I did the absolute worst thing in the world and scared him off. Y'all want to guess what I did? What you don't know is that I love to sing. I used to be in a group, a gospel group, actually. And um, I've been singing since I was little. Like, I was in plays. Um, and that's what really is is kind of getting me back into love and film again and production and all that stuff. Um, I was in plays and musicals in school. Um, I just love singing. And, you know, I was in the choir when I was in, you know, in high school. I was in the church choir and all that stuff like that. And um, that's never left. I don't sing as well as I used to, but I still love to sing. So I have this little karaoke app um, that I, I love singing on. You know, you could, you could do duets with people. You can sing solos. You could sing as a group. And that's like my favorite little pastime. 
might be asking Harry, what are you, why are you talking about singing? I thought you were just going to tell us the worst thing that you did in the world. Well, apparently to this man, that was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I told him I love to sing. So he said, well, I would love to hear you sing one day. So one day I decided I'm going to send him one of my recordings that I did through this karaoke app. It happened to be a love song, right? One of my favorite movies is A Walk to Remember. And one of the songs in the movie, I absolutely love singing. So I recorded the song and sent it to him. I don't know if he thought that the song was directed to him and it was too early for us to be in love and I was falling too fast. I I don't know what happened because 20 minutes earlier, we was talking about what he was going to go home and cook for dinner. And then after I sent him the song, I heard from him no more. He vanished in thin air. (laughs) I was just like, wait a minute. I didn't mean to scare you off of my song. I didn't think I sounded bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was completely confused by what happened. Um, But yeah, he vanished. And so I came, it came to a part where someone, a couple of days or a week or so later, um, someone was playing on my phone. Someone was calling me um, in the middle of the night. And I remembered he was a person who loved staying up and at night and he um, worked third shift. So I text him and I said, Hey, I don't know if you called me last night or not. I said, but um, if you had something to say, you know, you could, you could tell me, you know, I said, I'm not trying to be funny, you know, or anything like that, but you know, we can talk. And so he did respond and he said, you know, he sent me a voice message and said that he hadn't called me. Um, he hadn't called me in a while. Um, so he wasn't playing on the phone. And that he hoped that I figured out who was playing on the phone. He didn't say it in a rude way. He said it, you know, very politely. And so I said, okay, so since he sounds polite and, you know, you know, wasn't acting funny, I said, I'll follow that up. And I said, well, thank you, you know, for letting me know. I said, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Um, But thank you for letting me know. I said, you know, I hate that we don't talk anymore. You know, seeing if that will open up the lines of communication and get him to say why he ghosted me. But no, it didn't happen that way. And um, so, yeah. A little disappointed because I was starting to, you know, kind of like him a little bit. You know how you get those little butterflies when you get the, the calls and you get the little butterflies when you get the little emojis a little bit. So I was starting to feel that a little bit. But yeah. But right now, my status is single. Um, I am not talking to anyone. I mean, I'm talking to an old friend. I mean, like, this is an old friend. I don't know if it's going to turn into anything romantic. I'm not really anticipating it, but we reconnected through Facebook. Um, I remember I used to have a really bad crush on him, but, um, he don't look like he used to, (laughs) um, but he's still a sweet guy. He's still a sweet guy. And if anything develops, that's great. If not, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, not to say I don't see anything happening, but I'm not holding my breath. So, but yes, I'm single. 
no um, real prospects on the horizons. Um, but what can you do through a, um, a pandemic, you know? Anyway, um, I'm not pressed either. Um, after my ex, I said I needed to really slow down. The last guy that ghosted me, that was just, you know, somebody slid in my my messenger. I said DMs, but they was in my messenger. Um, and I was just exploring what that could be. And um, But yeah, so what are you guys doing during the pandemic? What are you guys how is your dating life now um, that we are all quarantined? Are you actively looking for, you know, love? Are you open for love during the pandemic? Are you, you know, using social media? Are you using any um, dating apps? Has anybody tried the Facebook dating? Let me know how that's been, what your experience has been. Um, on the Facebook dating app or any dating services that you may be using? Have you ever tried virtual dating? Have you considered that? I want to hear from you. Let me know. You can hit me up at Yahira Jones Hope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. If you're listening through Anchor, you can press the message button at the bottom of the screen Or if you're listening through Spotify, iTunes, um, whatever, you can actually go to my show notes and leave me a message that way. I want to hear from you. I'm sorry that I didn't have anything really prepared to talk about. Um, Like I said, I was trying to do some research, but I just couldn't get it together. And I didn't want to hold you guys up um, any any longer. I know I always say, I'm going to be back in two weeks. And it it seems like it never happens. But I'm going to get to reading this book. If anybody has actually followed the Dr. Sabies um, program, please hit me up. I'm, please, I want to know what your experience has been like. Because um, I'm going to start reading the book this week. Um, I'm going to hopefully do some grocery shopping and start at the end of the week. Um, so that when I come back to you in two weeks, I can tell you how it's going, what I like, what I don't like, and talk a little bit about the book. All right, so that's the plan for the next episode. We're going to talk about Dr. Sabi's cure for the herpes virus specifically. All right, so until next time, I'm your host, Shahira Jones. Be safe and God bless.